Welcome back to another episode of the Hawk Hangout Podcast. We're glad to have you here with us for this one, the big episode number 30. And we are going to be uh, breaking down not only season three of, or the final episode of The Mandalorian season three, but also just kind of talking about Mando as a whole and some other fun Star Wars news. Uh, Julie, what do you think? This is this is episode number thirty of the podcast. Kind of wild. I I can't believe that. When did we start? In September. Yeah, September? we're we're definitely over half a year at this point, which is kind of cool to think about. That's crazy, and we've uh, we've only missed maybe a couple of weeks. Yeah. Also throughout that time. I think I think we've only missed what maybe two or three total. Maybe yeah, that's that, that's, that's wild. Pretty that's good, honestly. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty good as as non-committal as I normally am to have a. <laughs> have a pretty solid schedule like that and some weeks we've gone two videos too with uh reaction videos too so we've definitely made up for the missed ones but yeah happy happy 30th definitely and also that serves as a good plug for our video from yesterday the mandalorian uh season three episode eight reaction the finale that we posted if you haven't checked that out uh link will be available in the description of this podcast wherever you get your podcasts whether that's Apple, Spotify, or if you're watching the video version over here on YouTube. Great to have you here. Also, if you're not subscribed to the Hoth Hangout channel on YouTube, do us a massive favor and hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate each and every single one of you for doing that. If you haven't already, definitely uh, do so. And and uh, yeah, we I think we're at, what, 114 now? Which is pretty awesome. So, climbing. We're climbing the ranks. Climbing the ranks. Definitely so. Uh, well, just a few other things to touch on before we dive into the nitty-gritty of the finale of Season 3, because I think we both have uh, quite a few thoughts on this. We had some initial thoughts last night at the end of the episode that we briefly mentioned. Curious to see uh, over the past 24 hours how those thoughts might have been amended or changed in any way. Uh, but of course, we will get to those eventually. First off, want to say that at the time of this recording, it is... Uh, April 19th, meaning that we are a little over a week from the release of Jedi Survivor. Uh, Joey, I know you've been playing, we were talking about before we started recording, you've been playing through a little bit of Fallen Order in preparation. How's that going? Pretty good. I've, I think there's a total of like six, six chapters and I'm on the fifth one, like halfway through the fifth one. So should be, uh, should be finishing that up this week. There's also a book called Jedi battle scars that i also purchased that is supposed to take place in between the two games so mm. i've got i've got the game to finish up and a book to read before <laughs> before next week so we'll you, see you, if, you got eight days <laughs> yeah we'll see if i could uh, finish up my homework by then is the book about cal kestis mm-hmm. yeah. okay cool i need to check that out battle scars right was that the name right yeah interesting i need to look into that one is it is it like a full novel or is it like a graphic novel it's a full novel, yeah. Oh, nice. That's so, awesome. Yeah, and speaking of novels, I've been trying to finally get into the High Republic stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And so I'm two books into that whole era right now, which I'm I just finished the second book. Um so yeah, it's uh it's it's that's a that's a pretty good era. I, I'm I'm really enjoying what I'm hearing from that. I think you read some of the comics, right? Yeah, I have a few of them. Um I think I think I was just a little uneducated on which comic sets and series went with what so the Mm -hmm. ones that i purchased originally were just ones that looked interesting to me and not necessarily like coordinated together story-wise so they they were all fun to read but i i don't think 
most of them didn't connect with one another in a direct way, which in retrospect, I kind of wish I would have ordered like sequential comic books. Right, of course. But, you know, it, it was still really good. The era is awesome, which also I, we should sometime, we should do like a ranking portion of a podcast where we take that new timeline that Star Wars uh, recently released and we rank every era. Ooh, and we I can like each that. have our own rankings. Uh, I feel like that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, I'd like that. You, spoiler alert, Old Republic is going pretty high for me. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler on, alert, it's going to go pretty low for me because I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> well, to be fair to your point about the High Republic, uh, it's a really cool era, and I'm glad we're going to get, uh, you know, be able to get to see more of it in future Star Wars content out, outside of just the comic books and the novels. So uh, it's a fun time to be a Star Wars fan, that's for sure. And then, of course, with May the 4th coming up here in about two weeks, lots of other exciting things in store for us. For me, mainly that primary thing being Visions Episode 2. Uh, I'm super stoked for that. Season 2. Or, yeah, Season 2, excuse me. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, Season 2 of, of Visions. Um, season 1. Visions, to me, I think I've said this before on the podcast, is the most underrated piece of Star Wars material, in my opinion. I just think it's because a lot of people don't know about it. Or they see, like, these, you know, funky, you know, different animated-looking episodes, and they're like, oh, well, that's not Star Wars. But it is it is, it is, is great. If you haven't seen Season 1 of Visions, definitely encourage you to watch it, uh, especially if you're listening or watching this in the next two weeks prior to May the 4th. Uh, definitely give Season 1 a watch. You can watch the whole season in... Probably like three hours. hours. Yeah. yeah. They're not long episodes. They're like, I think, 20 minutes at most. And there's like 10 of them, I, I want to say. A, I think there's like a 25 minute in there as well. But yeah. For them, yeah. I, I started rewatching that too in preparation for Visions season two, just to get me in the mindset again of all that. But yeah, it, it is pretty fun. It's, it's a great art that the uh, each each of the stories tell. And um, I think the, the what people maybe don't really like about it. I mean, that's not considered, obviously, like canon things, right? I mean, those are just stories yeah, that it's not are based off of... Yeah, it's all based off of the stories. Which I... I Normally, I'm of the mind where I want canon. You know, I want to, like, mm -hmm. know and learn and read and watch stories that are canonical because it influences the lore and the world and just what Star Wars is. But it, it's cool watching something from the perspective going into it that you know it's not going to be canonical because I think it operates under this banner of freedom where it's like, we can do whatever the heck we want and it's just cool and no one's going to get upset because it doesn't affect anything lore wise or, you know, the greater picture or anything. It's just like, wow, that was a cool lightsaber fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. When so, I, when I was, when I was rewatching it, I rewatched the Ronin one. Oh, it's so uh, good. First it's one. so good. It, I love that it's one. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. So yeah, I, I agree. The, the the artistic freedom that they have when you don't have to you know spot check and you know text Dave Filoni every 15 minutes like <laughs> is this is this legit is this okay yeah uh just makes for uh fun fun pieces that they make yeah hopefully we get some other cool trailers and announcements on May the 4th maybe as well um and if not then D23 I think is in September this year I think that's right I think it's like mid September I want to say um, and, and we'll most definitely be getting some pretty big Star Wars announcements. 
um, kind of akin to what I think the Marvel announcements are like, where they'll do like the you know the three year plan where it's like mm -hmm. these are all the shows that are going to come out. I think D twenty three is supposed to be where they introduce the shows, uh, like beyond Acolyte, Ahsoka, and Skeleton Crew. Oh, that we're going to be introducing into the universe as well. Um, I've heard rumors that there might be as many as three new ones that they introduce at D twenty three. So interesting. Uh, could could be lots of new exciting news coming in the later half of the year as well. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. And then of course, Ahsoka in August, which I think at this point, after having seen season three of Mando, is like the main thing on the horizon for lots of Star Wars fans. Understandably, I mean, for me, I think it is. As much as I'm excited for Visions, uh, the second season. Ahsoka is is definitely the thing I'm looking forward to most, and that's going to be a shorter run too. That's an eight episode one as well. Is yeah, that right? only eight. I I get it. I mean, that's the style they're going for. That's what they've done for. They did that for Book of Boba too, didn't they? Mm -hmm. They did it for Book of Boba, and obviously they just got done doing it for Mando season three. So I get it. Wait, I, what was Andor? Andor was longer than eight. I'm pretty certain, or it may yeah. have been like two, eight half seasons. Does that sound right? I mean, we could look it up on the spot while we, uh, yeah. while we continue sort of talking about, you know, the the Mandalorian and and sort of this approach that we're now going to be having going into other shows like hey, Ahsoka. 12. There's twelve episodes. Okay, it was twelve, not sixteen. Okay, but still, you know, more than, uh, more than anything else we've had recently. So, anyways, yeah, the shortened seasons. I. I don't think I'm inherently opposed to that, but I, I just think it does not allow for as much flexibility as I would mm -hmm. like in the story. It feels like very contained. And when you end up having like, you know, more or less throwaway episodes, like episodes six of season three of Mando, much as we all love uh, Jack Black and Lizzo, like that episode really did nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, episodes like that are fun, but if Ahsoka is going to have one, two, three episodes mm -hmm. like that, then that's pretty disappointing as a Star Wars fan, I would say. Right. But it's cool to see the cameos, I guess. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, having said all of that, uh, of course, we did just finish with the third season of Mandalorian. Definitely different feelings at this point in time. And I think most Star Wars fans had at the conclusion of season two, partially because that was so long ago and there was such the, such a massive gap of time, mainly because of COVID between the end of season two and the beginning of season three in production wise, not necessarily within the timeline of the show, of course, but well, I guess there was there too, a little bit mm -hmm. yeah. uh, with Grogu training, which I was watching an interview with John Favreau, and he was saying that that time gap was also meant to reflect sort of the real life time gap right. that took place between, like, the end of season two, the not being able to film season three right away because of COVID, and um, anyway, so I thought that was interesting that it sort of mm -hmm. that real life mirrored itself in the show in a way. Um, but all that to say, I think the overall attitude of Star Wars fans regarding Mandalorian is very different. So I guess let's just start with the episode itself, the finale. I think both of our initial thoughts, I, I used the word safe to describe it. Not that it was bad, because I think we both enjoyed the episode. 
I think the general consensus from everything I've seen online in the past 24 hours as if they were doing like a 1 to 10 scale, not necessarily a 10, but definitely most people weren't giving it lower than like a 7. Like it was still a great episode. Right. Um, just because it didn't do anything shocking mm-hmm. or daring or risky, I think some people see that as, well, it, it could have done more. I don't know. Sure. Have your thoughts adjusted or changed any uh, uh, since the last uh, or since in the last twenty four hours? I should say. Yeah. I think the the only thing that has changed in my mind is, you know, the if if this was the last episode of the series, I think this would have been just like perfect. You know, just kind of wrapped it all up. Especially the last and, ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it had very much the uh, the metal ceremony vibes, really. Mm-hmm. Where everything was like, everything was perfect exactly how we wanted it. Um, Mandal Mandalore has risen again, and <laughs> you know we we have everybody happy. And Din and Grogu got their own place now, and on Navarro. And I, so I, I think if this was the end of the series, I think this would have been better. But for this to be the end of a season without any one, without any you know post-credit scenes where maybe it kind of gives us an idea of what the next season will be because i mean right now i have no idea what even (laughs) what even we could be going after now at least with the previous seasons you kind of had an idea of you know what what was to come now was this the season we expected when we ended last season i'm not sure about that either but you know i i think i think a season as as a whole it was pretty good um but i i think that it if this was this, you know, like I said, if it was a series ender, I think this would have been fine. But as a season, season uh, finale, I, I could, I, I guess, I do want a little bit more. Yeah, it has me thinking a lot about season four. Because honestly, if tomorrow Star Wars came out and was like, "Hey, look, we've decided that we're no longer going to invest our time in the Mandalorian," the episode was written in a way where it's like, oh. Well, at least it ended on a cool, like, on a good note. Like, at least it wasn't a cliffhanger. So maybe, because I know there's been, like, weird production stuff with Pedro Pascal, the the person, for those that don't know, that's the actor that plays uh, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian. So I don't know if that plays at all into a writer's perspective when they're creating the script. Of Like, well, just in case Pedro backs out, maybe we should end it on a satisfactory note. That way... In case, but you know, I don't, I don't know if that goes into the logic or the thinking of writing the uh, the episode. It just has me thinking a lot for season four because at this point, it feels like we've almost circled back mm-hmm. to where he was at the beginning of season one, except for now he has Grogu with him as his sidekick. Like more or less, now he's just like another bounty hunter again. I mean, you know, there's the New Republic stuff. Like he's kind of working for the New Republic, so he's in right. with them. Uh, and Grogu's like a Mandalorian now, more or less, a Mandalorian apprentice. Din Grogu, I should say, excuse Din me. Din Grogu, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm game for a fourth season of a show where it's like Din and Grogu on a, on a, like a bounty hunter mission for a couple episodes. But that just doesn't, mm-hmm. I don't, that doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I, I will I, say this, I will yeah. say this, so... 
I am more excited for bad the next Bad Batch season. Than yeah, I am me, for the next me too. Season by far. We should we should yeah we should make some sort of like if we ever do one of these podcasts as a live stream, we could introduce polls to the channel and mm-hmm. be like, which of these are you most excited for? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I would agree with you on the on the sentiment of it. I'm more excited for Bad Batch season uh, three than the Mando season four. Here's a here's a question, not to deter too much from Mandalorian, I guess, but are you more excited for Bad Batch season three or Andor season two? I mean, those are the same level I feel now. Mm-hmm. You know, before, if you would have asked me going into this year or before any of these shows came out, which show are you going to be more excited for for the following season? The the order is all messed up. I I, I would have said Mandalorian first. I think it's reversed. Yeah, exactly. I would have said I would have said Mandalorian first, and then I would have said Bad Batch, and then I would have said Andor, mainly because yeah, I didn't know anything about Andor. So that's that's you know for a season two I would I would have known not known anything of what I would have liked, Bad Batch at least I had some type of history with so I understand that but Mando was top easily but now like you said it's flipped it on its head, I want to see Andor first and then I want to see Bad Batch and then Mandalorian which is crazy, um how that's flipped on and I'm curious on other people if that is, if that's the general thought of a lot of people a lot of fans. Or if we're if we're the ones that are just uh, really loving Andor that much, I think most people are pretty on board with Bad Batch. I haven't heard hardly any negative feelings towards that. I think the Andor audience is still pretty split. I think there's more people who are proponents for it, but there's still a pretty wide audience who's like, "No, nah, Andor is not for me. So boring. Mm-hmm. No lightsabers." But mm-hmm. I, I guess I get it to an extent, but. And they, I mean, I know people that, you know, whenever I mention Andor, they're like, oh, I couldn't get past the first couple episodes. I'm like, you've got to get past the first couple episodes. I mean, that was our issue when we watched Andor. That was, I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we really started our podcast with, was watching those Andor episodes early on. And and it was like one, two, and three. Uh, well, maybe three was a little bit better toward the end of it, of course. But mm-hmm. like episodes one and two of Andor are kind of slow. And it has that. I mean, it's not nearly as overwhelming, but that Game of Thrones comparison and that, like, who's this character? Who's that character? Yeah, yeah, like, It's yeah. kind of just, like, throwing characters at you and you don't know them at that point, so you're like, ah, why do I care about this? Who's that? Right. So, no, but all that to say, like, if you're someone out there who watched, like, one or two episodes of Andor, decided it wasn't for you, yeah, definitely go back and watch, like, at least to episode six. Yeah, power and then, through. Yeah, and then make that call if you you know if you want to say, well, I watched half the season and decided it wasn't for me. But episodes one and two are a little bit slow, admittedly. All that to say, yes, I a year ago I would have been most excited for Mandalorian, and now I think it's what I'm least excited for. Isn't that wild? Mm-hmm. Of those three, of those three, right. And not to say, I mean, I, I enjoyed the season. You know, I don't know if we want to get into this quite yet, but I enjoyed the season. I enjoyed what the story that, you know, of Bo-Katan, her emergence of, you know, leading Mandalore once again. I thought that was really cool. And I don't know. I just, so I, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. But I think, yeah, I think when we have so much content out there, we could start it's it's so easy to just compare things and the enjoyment factors of each of them and 
you know, sometimes you can't be stuck in the in the hole and be like, you know, I'm going to only watch Mandalorian and that's it. You gotta you gotta see what else is out there, and then you might surprise yourself. Yeah. What do you think the writing process is for for you know these these directors and these writers for these episodes? And maybe not even the writing process. What I'm what I'm more concerned with is like the post production, where they sit down as Disney executives or Star Wars executives or whoever it is in the boardroom who makes the final call. Okay, this is what we're going with. Like, who was the person that watched all eight of these together and then said, yeah, that makes a pretty cohesive story. Let's just go with that. Because I think that's the biggest thing this season suffers from is that it doesn't feel like a consistent train of thought. And it it just felt like there was a lot of, not side quests, kind of like the Bad Batch Mm -hmm. episodes, but almost stuff that just didn't matter a ton. I mean, episode six is the easy thing to point out, but I think they just spend too much time on certain things. Like the Mandalorian uh, uh, covert, it was cool to kind of like get integrated into that, you know, that underground society, so to be. But it felt like we were with them for like two episodes where nothing really happened. Mm -hmm. And that's just what I mean with this season. It didn't feel like it progressed anywhere. And if you look at where we ended up with... um, Spoiler, by the way, if you haven't yet seen the episode and you're this far into the podcast and you're uh, not wanting to be spoiled by the, you know, with the with the information for the eighth episode, I guess plug your ears at this point. But it just feels like the end of season three and the end of season two. I mean, the end of season two is better. Don't get me wrong, but it feels like the same thing happened twice. And why? Like, what really was the purpose of Gideon coming back. Right. Was it to just give us more information about cloning? Because that's kind of what it, his purpose feels like was in season three. Um, for us as the viewer to be like, oh, this is how cloning is progressing at this point in time as we assumingly are learning more about it to prepare us for the eventual revival of Palpatine and, and through one of like what we assume now is a clone. And I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't really see in the grand scheme of things if Gideon was... I guess we don't know he's gone 100% for Again. certain. <laughs> right. Doesn't that always frustrate you too? I feel like Star does. Wars does that a lot. Even when a person is 100% gone, they could, you know... I, I'm not Become saying... A clone. Yeah. I'm not saying I didn't love that they brought Darth Maul back. I'm just saying that if in Star Wars, if you think a person is gone, there's a decent chance they're not. And we don't know for certain Gideon is gone, but it just, I don't want tech. Yeah. Yeah. Tech is another great example. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand his role in the season. I guess all that to say, I don't know. Maybe that is too hypocritical or uh, too, too critical. I should say not hypocritical, too critical of, of the season. What, what do you think about Gideon? And maybe, especially with the final episode, the way he went out in a, in a blaze of fury. I think they, Gideon's, seem to just be the villain from a distance mm-hmm. <laughs> and for the for a majority of the season where you just never even saw him and i don't know if i like that necessarily i like seeing the the villain and what we're up against and you know i i cuz by the time we actually got to him i'm the imperial base was pretty much all set on Man- mandalore right 
and uh, the shadow council was there so i mean everything was already set up by the time we got to him which i did appreciate but at the same time i would i would have liked to have seen that progression as well to see where you know kind of a, a parallel timelines of what what was he doing during this entire time i mean he wasn't just hiding out you know in in mandalore and the forge where where nobody ever checked apparently <laughs> where there's a huge imperial base um but i i think the i would have rather have seen him a little bit more often this season than like the last what three four episodes wherever it was i think it was even less than that him. wasn't it i thought it wasn't he not in it until episode was it six seven? or seven? It seven i think it was yeah. seven wasn't it on the holocom yeah. with elliot mm-hmm. right it almost feels like the actor had some sort of like <laughs> pre-obligation was like yeah sorry i can't be there until the seventh episode is filmed yeah I don't know. He seems pretty down for Mandalorian. I don't know if you've. No, ever seen I know. Him. I was like half kidding, but <laughs> yeah. he's he, he is super down for Mandalorian. He he's always yelling "Long live the Empire" wherever he is at. So, <laughs> um, but no, I yeah. So as much as I I enjoy, I mean, I enjoy the role. I, I enjoy the actor. He's a great villain, but we just didn't see enough of him, and there is no urgency. I think we had the same issue with. Was it with Bad Batch or or maybe it was even just with Mandalorian here? Just what pushes along interest is urgency sometimes, and a lot of the season was just kind of like, all right, well, I I, I want to go to Mandalore and go to the Living Waters. All right, sounds good. Let's go over. Let's go over there. You know, and like there's nothing more than just his you know his personal need to do it. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily enough to be interesting for all the watchers. You know, so. I think the I think that's where it lacked that that sense of urgency. I mean, this episode though, I will say there was a lot of that sense of urgency which I did really enjoy. Um there was the, you know, the fight between the the Mandalorians and the uh the dark troopers, obviously everything it was awesome. The the Praetorian guards against Din and Grogu. You see Grogu finally using his force uh uh using the force in order to help out in battle. You see I, so there there was a lot. There was a lot that happened in this episode that I really did like. And that's kind of one thing I did want to ask you was to uh, yeah. a quick little game for, for you to see what your thoughts were. You have to rank these five things that happened I love this in game. this episode. I love ranking things. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things in life. So rank these five things uh, that happened in the episode uh, from most interesting or... Most enjoyable, entertaining to okay, I'm ready. The, to number five, right? Um, so we've got let's see the Gideon clones. Okay, uh, Gideon clones. Um, you've got okay, Gideon clones. Uh, Axe wolves destroying the facility with the um with the uh, capital ship. Okay. Um, the force field force field used by Grogu. Okay, to prevent the fire from hitting mm-hmm. him and Din and Bo. Right. Uh, the destruction of the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, the Mandalorian Dark Trooper battle. So I know there's okay. five things. Well, what was the answer. very first one again? Gideon clones. The oh, axe, right. And I'm rating axe. them on how interesting it is? How interesting, entertaining, whatever, however you would want to To me personally or, or to like yeah, the to general? You. No, okay. to, you, to you. Yeah, to you. What, what, what? what tickled your fancy what interests you or 
maybe intrigued you for later discussions um, or just like right in the moment there. So Gideon clones, um, okay. the X destroying the facility. So five is least interesting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. five, I think I'll go with Axe Wolves okay. destroying the facility. Um, I think when we were both watching that part, we thought he was it was going to be like this martyric death for him. Yeah. And then he just like <laughs> blasted Peaced open out. the yeah. window and it was like, oh yeah, he can do that. And then, so I don't know if that is like, of particular interest i guess i thought it was cool but um i don't think it has any like long-term connotations or impacts on the show itself so for that reason i'll put that at five or oof it i don't know can i just say the clones thing the gideon clones I, like did they die like they released they broke the tanks and the clones just die is that what happens that's i mean that's what we assume the way that gideon was talking right right he's like you destroyed them but like right, all he yeah. did was like i, I don't know <laughs> were they not I, done cooking i don't know yeah I don't know the <laughs> yeah process. i almost want to put that at four just because mm-hmm. i just thought the scene wasn't done very well like i thought that could have been done in a way like i don't know maybe he like injects like a toxin into each tank or something that is like more apparently mm-hmm. like destroying the clones rather than them just like flopping out of the casings right. and and i mean the, and may i mention the his he did mention that apparently these were like upgraded clones where right they, they were supposed to be force sensitive yeah right yeah so. which that seems to be that feels non-canonical to me how do you mm-hmm. instill I mean, in, the force yeah. Anyways, there's a lot of ground to cover there, like to get us from right. how is that possible? So, right. and and that's why I mentioned, is that something to discuss later? Right? Is that right. something that we need to? I think that's, get into? that's the only reason I'm not gonna put this one at number four mm-hmm. because I'm I'm just generally curious where they're going with all this cloning stuff. Like they're talking about it in basically every show now, to the point where it is it is such a focal point. That it's become unavoidable. So it is interesting in that sense. So, gosh, I'm going to save that one for four. What was it? Breaking Dark Saber, the Force Field. And what was the other one? Mandalorian Dark Trooper Battle. Yeah, I think I'll go with that at number four. The Mandalorian Dark Trooper Battle. Don't get me wrong. Super cool. Definitely the best fight scene of the of the season. Well, the yeah, I actually think I did like the Mandalorian versus Dark Troopers better than the Din or Bo versus Gideon scene. Believe oh, yeah. it or not, mm-hmm. just something about flying visually. Visually, with, yeah, it's like they're all. I told you while we were live reacting, I was like, "This is what someone in 1977 going into the first Star Wars would have thought Star Wars was going to look like in their wildest imagination." Like people with jetpacks flying at each other, so they've got swords and you know they're meeting midair and they're fighting and shooting rockets and you know, it was cool. It was easily the best part of the episode. Well, ooh, that's I might have to walk that one back. <laughs> it was the best fight scene of the episode for yes, sure yes, yes. of the season. I would say, um, I would agree. And if you take out the Luke stuff from the end of season two, I would argue the best fight scene of the entire show. Uh, having said all that. I don't think it, again, much like the Axwells thing, it doesn't, like, do anything for the overall story, which for me is what drives interest most. So I'll put that at number four for that reason. Um, 
Grogu with the force field, I'm going to do number three, I think. Along the similar line of thinking, while it does pertain to the overall story and the show, all it's really doing is showing that he's grown really a lot stronger in the force in these in this time period since we've seen him um, at the end of episode two. And of, and of course, what he's doing with the Praetorian Guards too, like he's jumping around, he's doing flips, He's, you know, he's using the force actively in battle, even though he's not, you know, using it aggressively per se. He's using it to like push people's weapons away and take out their legs when Din is about to hit them or, you know, some small thing like that. So I'll go with that number three because it's emphasizing that Grogu is definitely growing in power and ability. Two, gosh, do I want to put cloning at one? I think I'm going to put cloning it too out of a sense of frustration with how that scene was done. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a lack of understanding is a better way of saying it than frustration, but I'm still really interested in the cloning stuff and, and I won't reiterate kind of what I already said earlier about, mm-hmm. about that. And I'll just let it speak for itself. Oh, uh, which means I guess dark saber is number one only because I, I love kind of just the lores that surrounds the dark saber. Um, I think there's just a general sentiment of confusion now. It's like, can it be fixed? It, I, I mean, it's something I want to see again, the dark saber, right. and I would assume it'll probably be fixed in some way. Mm-hmm. And I guess Bo would still have it at this point. She probably recovered it and might have the armor fix it, or I don't really know. But I just I don't see it just going away after being broken in the battle. That seems odd to me. Uh, and and as a dark saber aficionado, I guess I <laughs> I I really want to see that in the rest of Mandalorian. So I guess that would be my order. Yeah, I like that question. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have a particular order? So my order would go. I'm kind of going off the cuff here as well. Um, and this is I you know I kind of mix it between entertainment factor, interesting slash you know is this something we can discuss later on right so i think the 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 feeling i got when i saw the mandalorian dark trooper battle was i think i felt like those people in 1977 who thought this was this was star wars right yeah. so so i'm actually going to put that at one okay <laughs> that's at it. one because when i was watching mm-hmm. that and then when and i can't even mention it in the live react and and bo get, bo took out the dark saber like super early but still you know it was just a a, a very very pivotal moment, you know, where she is literally leading them into battle and um, with the dark saber. Um, I, I just thought that was symbolically beautiful, and mm-hmm. I thought it was just visually stunning, just to kind of see all these people. And you know, even during the battle between Din and Din and uh, Gideon, and I kind of mentioned this too. You kind of saw them in the background still fighting. So I, you know, just like little things like that, I thought it was really cool. So I, I think that I put that at number one. Um. For two, I, I put the dark saber, um, destroying destruction of the dark saber, for the same reason. It's just, well, what does this mean? You know, are are we saying like because... is Bo still the leader if if he right. doesn't it, have the dark saber, or, or or is or are we saying because this is a united Mandalore, uh, that they're all all the Mandalorians are united. This is a new era. So do we kind of mm-hmm. just scrap all the old things? Because you know they don't wear the helmets. They're not necessarily needed to wear their helmets anymore. And you know, just things like that. There's there's a lot of difference from what it was even before the season. What's considered a Mandalorian, you know. So I think yeah. the 
or so I, there's just many types of them now so I, I i think maybe that's what where they're gonna go because part of me is like if you were gonna destroy the dark saber um why would you fix it then <laughs> You know, if if you're, you know, from a from a long story standpoint, right? If you, wh- why go through this this part of it? Sure. You, know, you, yeah. you could have easily just not had you know, it destroyed in not the battle. Not have it destroyed, right? Yeah. Um, if if only to fix it later. I mean, it seems kind of like from a storytelling standpoint. I, I don't think that it would make sense to do this part at all if you were just going to just re- recreate it. You know, so that's kind of that's that's where my thought is with it. And it 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 means like the whole definition, the whole you know, the whole reason to be Mandalorians, you know, to be you know, uh, this changes. It, it all just changes. So, uh, so that's kind of what I think about that. Um, what happened there? Um, I think Gideon's also yeah. Gideon would be the Gideon clones would be third again for the same reason. Um, there's a lot of questions and mine. My, my whole thing is like, what do you mean force sensitive? How do you do this? How does that pertain to anything? How do you get that involved with cloning? Um, because it would make sense. Because if the emperor finally gets it, I mean, I mean, I, emperor is force sensitive already. You know, mm-hmm. does he add on to it, or you know, does he, you know, does you he know, put a little bit more force sensitivity in him, or you know what I mean? So I, I, think I don't think they're gonna... ever going to explain it. I think it's going to be frustrating so. that they don't. I think it's going to be one of those things that you're just like, well. Just a force sensitive clone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. That you that you never got to see. You never even got to see it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, wrap it up with uh Yeah, the force field by Grogu and then Axe uh, with the facility too. I, I thought the I really wanted the I, we we both wanted not that we wanted, but we expected Axe to kind of go down with the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was funny is that I'm like, right, he has a jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> like I totally, I it, you know, because that never happens. You think of all the times when the captain goes down with the ship; they just literally go down with the ship. There's nothing you could do to do about it. But oh yeah, he has a way to actually get out. I thought that was to yeah. me that was more humorous than anything else. Or Axe, we both put him at number five on that list. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the episode itself, I think the whole time we were watching, and this kind of goes back to what we were saying more. Uh, a bit ago about the the episode feeling almost safe in a way. Mm-hmm. The whole time it was like, uh oh, what something bad's gonna happen? Something bad's gonna happen. Like, is the mythosaur gonna come in? Is is Dinner Bo not gonna make it out of here? And even like after Gideon was defeated, I, I think I was this way. I don't know if you were. I was like, oh, it's not over yet. Something bad's gonna happen. Right. And then it just kind of ended peacefully. So, <laughs> right. I uh. I was a little surprised by that, that we didn't... And the way they showed the Mythosaur, it wasn't, like, in a battle or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just... I thought I, that was also something I wanted to bring up and address, was that their their inclusion of the Mythosaur into the final episode was kind of like, okay, that was kind of a cop-out, but sure. Yeah, right. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about, not necessarily with the episode, but the season as a whole, this is the one thing... I think there's a lot of things with the Mandalorian that I can get over. I think something that I've almost found myself thinking about every week um, is the armor's character development. I feel like the character was very different after like episode three or four. And it was like the first two couple of episodes, it was like, if you want to be a part of the Mandalorians, you need to bathe in the living waters. 
And then, like, suddenly Bo enters the fold, and she's like, take the helmet off. You know, unite us. <laughs> and it just didn't, it didn't feel developed enough. And then I thought they were going to tie that in somehow. Uh, this is kind of not related, but maybe it is somewhat, because I thought it was going to be the armor who was going to be the answer to this question, in that the title of the seventh episode was The Spies. So everyone was going into this finale being like, all right, we're going to learn who this other spy was because Aaliyah is presumed, obviously, to be one of the spies. And then it didn't, I mean, what, do you, what is your takeaway on the spies thing? Like, who was the other spy? Is, it, is Gideon considered the spies? Like, right. I, I don't really know what they were going at there. I, I mean, I couldn't even tell you. I mean, when we talked about it last week, you know, we mentioned spies. We, you know, we had our ideas, but... Yeah, I was kind of expecting the same thing going into this this episode pretty early on. I'm like, all right, and you we kept saying like, oh, it's X, oh, it's this guy, oh, it's this guy, you know. So, but to to have no one really become you know evident that it there was there was another spy. So I don't know if that was just a, a typo in the uh, <laughs> somebody didn't. There's an editor that didn't uh, put the dang sure it that they Daryl from you know. the Daryl from the editing department accidentally put an extra S in the title. Just leave it. Just leave it. They'll be asking yeah, questions. Or, It'll generate or like, clicks. Or like maybe there was a, another cut. Maybe there was another spy. Who knows? I don't know. But oh, that'd be kind of an interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate that we never learned out of this. You know, this episode especially that there was another spy or not. But kind of weird. And yeah, and I saw it all. all all on the internet too, just saying, "Oh, it was this person. Oh, why this person's the spy?" And you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, all that for nothing. <laughs> um, last question, and then we can re-rate the episode after we rated it last night too. The again, the the date as of filming uh, and recording this is actually now April twentieth. Uh, Fast forward, April twentieth, twenty twenty five, is season four of the Mandalorian released. That's oh my god! Two years from today. How long was it from the last one? From was, the past season? Well, I think it was longer than two years, but only I think that was a lot of the reason that that was because of COVID. COVID yeah. So it, for context, Andor or not? Excuse me, not Andor. Um, yeah, Andor is supposed to come yeah. out August of 2024, mm-hmm. which is roughly 14 months from now. Right. So. I don't know. I don't. I don't think we see Mando again until 2025. If I'm being really? honest. So kinda, you're saying two say, years. But... Two years from now, you're 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 saying that we will we still will not have um, watched it, a season. It's either going to be of... like December of 2024, or they're going to push it to a spring 2025 release. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say yes. We're, we will see okay. at least part of the season by now. <laughs> I hope so. I sure hope so. Which leads me to my next question. Uh, last night, you gave the finale episode... Did you say A or A+. Plus? I said A, yeah. A. Is your grade the same? And if it is not the same, Why? Okay, I'm going to bump it down a little bit to A minus. Okay. Because, you know, I, I had the thought of it, you know, since this is, again, the season finale, not a series finale, it really didn't leave anything up in the air 
and that's what is intriguing about waiting for another season. Like right now, if they just like you said, if they said, "Oh, you know what? That was actually the last episode of this of the series," we would be fine. Like, oh, that's fine. You know, just <laughs> we could we're we're fine with it. Which also, what does that say about all of our attitudes towards the show? Like, if they were to end it, our added our demeanor would be like. Okay, like I'm excited for the other stuff. You know what I mean? Like right. there's no way we would have been saying that a year and a half ago before right. season three had ever even been like announced or just or the trailer had been shown or you know. And it, it's and, just... he, and and here's where I think part of that comes is because there's so much other stuff. Yeah, which like, is the cool it, part of Star Wars. Yeah, now, it, if 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 they if they would have said, you know, if tomorrow John Favreau says, you know what, that was it. You know, we're all done. We're like, okay, well. We got visions in a couple of weeks. So we got visions. We got Andor. We got Ahsoka. We got Bad Batch. We got shows galore up in here. Right now, now the the, and and I really think you know the and I've mentioned this before, you know the people who just love Mandalorians. There, there's a, a you know a section of the Star Wars fan who just love Mandalorians, Boba Fett, everything about them. Um, I don't know how they would feel, but I mean, if that was their last episode, seeing the Mandalorian, you know. Uh, dark trooper fight and everything you know and all of its glory mandalore is reunited all that stuff i mean that's a pretty good you know wrapping it up for them as well yeah. you know yeah um and you know so I, maybe this is the you know if you want to call this podcast episode maybe is this the end of the mandalorian you know just the, <laughs> you know that that's that's that'll uh that'll uh get the clicks but I mean, um <laughs> I, I i think that yeah so i'm gonna go a minus just because of that, you know, if it, it didn't leave me wanting more, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what you always, that's what you hate and you love about season finales is that you're just like, oh, I got to wait another, you know, forever how long for the next episode to happen. But here you're just like, you could literally just, you could, it's a clean cut. You could stop right here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Real briefly to touch on what you said, I think there's almost a really, I don't know what the word is. I guess I would use the word sadistic part of every person when they, when you finish a show, like you almost expect there to be something that you can like focus your frustration on. And because there wasn't really something like that in the final episode where it was like, what? I can't believe they did that to that character. I can't believe that character died. There really wasn't anything like that in the episode. And so right. you're left with this like almost angsty feeling of like, what a, there's nothing that like it wasn't good enough where I can pray like praise it above everything else, right. but there's you know it wasn't like there was a glaring issue with it, so I'm just satisfied with it, and it's it's a weird feeling honestly. And I'm I, I'm uneasy of how content I am with this kind with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all that to say, I I see I went back and I watched the our episode seven podcast. I gave that episode an A minus. And upon my initial reaction yesterday, I gave that an A minus. Having now thought about it and comparing those two episodes side by side, I liked episode seven considerably more than episode eight. Even though I thought episode really? eight had better action sequences, because the episode felt just kind of like non risk taking, mm -hmm. I think I'm going to demote mine. I can't go all the way to a B, but I'll say B plus. Okay. Um, so we both went down though. Yeah, I think it's just part of that, like the episode setting in, thinking about it, hearing other people's feedback. 
unfortunately i feel like that influences our own feet like our own thoughts mm. sometimes and it's like oh i guess i could see that that's probably yeah, true yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but i i not to say i'm not excited for season four but there's just a general entirely different sentiment uh, about the future of this show as yeah. opposed to before uh season three yeah i, I feel like this season was going into the season Mandalorian was much must uh, must watch Star Wars television. After the season, quickly became not that <laughs> right. You know, whereas Andor became it, um, Bad Batch became that. Uh, Mandalorian just kind of fell off as far as holding my interest. Um, th- there were some very cool parts about it. Again, I I love the Bo-Katan story, but. I think as a whole, as, as from going from season to season, it just seems like different shows now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It just seems like there's no, there's no, because, I mean, and I don't know if that's kind of what they were going for, just basically like this one season story arc, and that's kind of it, you know? And it kind of just feels separate from, you know, from each of them. I mean, obviously there are things that, you know, Din and, you know, Bo-Katan, you know, so the, the characters will continue to go through. But <clears throat> it just seems like it's just like, all right, well, let's tell this story now and tell the, you know. Um, but one thing I am interested in is the cloning pieces of it, kind of like you. And if we get more information, and obviously with Dave Filoni now, oh, by the way, who made a cameo, which was really cool. Yep, um, yep. Dave Filoni now getting a, his own movie during this time period. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in what that's going to be. Right. Um, but again, I, it kind of goes back to our last discussion about how we've been trained to watch TV now, how we're trained to watch six, eight, 10, 12, 16 episodes of a, of a series. And now we're going to go back to, you know, three, two, three hour movies, you know? So I, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see that stuff now. Personally, I'm excited for that. Because oh, wh- same. Because while I love the drawn outness, it creates the suspense of TV. Eventually, you you watch enough episodes uh, of Star Wars or or any any like universe, and you get to the point where you're like, I just want like a concrete story that I can digest in two hours. Sure. And uh, I'm excited that we're gonna be getting those again. Although, uh, you know, not for another at least two years, probably three, perhaps even. But uh, we'll see. I I'm I'm pumped for the Dave movie. Probably probably more than well, I don't know. That that other one, Dawn of the Jedi, piques my interest too. Mm-hmm. The James uh Mangold one. Mangold. But, yeah. Anyways, both of them I, I'm I'm pumped for Star Wars to return to movie theaters. That's yeah, gonna yeah. be a really fun experience. Oh, speaking of uh, isn't it on the twenty eighth? Aren't they aren't they re releasing Return yes. of the Jedi in the theaters? Ha, yes. Did you buy your ticket yet? Are you going? I have not, but I am gonna go. I need to yeah. buy the ticket. It's the fortieth anniversary of uh, Return of the Jedi or Revenge of the Jedi. I think it was changed what two weeks mm-hmm. before release or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. So, uh, I would love to find like an old Revenge of the Jedi poster that's like vintage and get it you know mounted and that'd be yeah, pretty that's... cool. That's pretty pricey, I would bet. <laughs> yeah, probably. Revenge is not the Jedi way. Please subscribe on our YouTube. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, uh, on that note, do you have any other thoughts? This is going to be one of our last times talking about Mandalorian in this in-depth of a context, probably for quite some time, I would imagine. So any other thoughts on anything Mandalorian-related before we sign off for this one? I, I, this quickly became the Bo-Katan show, which, again, I, I was completely all right with. And, and you know, I, I think the Mandalorian, you know, the title in itself, I think for this season it was talking about the Mandalorian, you know, the the entire... Uh, sect of you know the Mandalorian, so I, I I think it I think it was something that I didn't expect, but I, I did enjoy for this season, and I'm definitely not glad. I I wish we got more of it, but at the same time, I'm like I'm I'm glad we kind of wrapped this up in the way that we did, and uh, I'm happy with with what we had, and uh, now we just gotta move on to our next Star Wars thing. And that next Star Wars thing, we won't have to wait very long. Uh, next week's podcast will be, I think, the day before Jedi Survivor drops. So this is, I think, our last week for a little bit where we won't have new content to discuss. Uh, and then the podcast after that, I believe, let's see, what day would that be? 4th, 11. Is May the 4th a Wednesday this year? Is it a Wednesday or is it a Thursday? Uh... If May the 4th is on a Wednesday, two weeks from today, we probably... No, May the 4th is a Thursday. It is a Thursday. So perhaps we'll, uh, we'll readdress during next week's podcast what our outlook for, for the Vision stuff is going to look like for the following week. But uh, lots to be excited about on the near horizon, even though it's not uh, any live-action Star Wars as we've been watching recently. Like we've said, uh, the sequel to Jedi... Uh, Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor comes out on April 28th, and then Star Wars Visions Season 2 on May the 4th, of course, and Jedi Young Adventures on May the 4th. If uh, any of you listeners who have kids out there, or if you just want to watch it for you, I'm probably going to watch it for me, to be honest with you. (laughs) I'm watching it, yeah. I'm watching everything, yeah. Hopefully by then I'll be uh, done with a couple more High Republic books. I'm trying to catch up with uh with everything going on there and because i don't know if you you know they're they had a huge thing at celebration and you know all the other ones you know they've got books they've got comic books they've got you know audio book i mean it's it's a it's a pretty in-depth um era so yeah diving into it now it's been it's been a lot of fun so it is definitely a rich era it's it's gonna provide lots of awesome stories and content for for years to come i think it's it's one of the most exciting eras I ended up um, subscribing to Marvel Un- Unlimited. Oh, there you go. Where you can you could you could read like a, a huge catalog of all the Marvel stuff, and a lot of the Mar- a lot of the um, High Republic stuff is on the Marvel on that Marvel oh, Unlimited nice. site. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read all of that as well. Might have to uh, might have to look into that. <laughs> well, uh, we greatly appreciate y'all for listening to our 30th episode of the Hoth Hangout Podcast. We hope. Uh, you're here for the next 30 as well and for many more to come we hope you are subscribed to the hoth hangout youtube channel if you're not yet definitely go ahead and hit that subscribe button we would really appreciate it uh and as always thank you to each and every single one of you for listening to the hoth hangout podcast let us know if you're watching on youtube your comments uh, down below with what your thoughts were on the mandalorian season three and what you are excited about for the next coming weeks, months, or even years in the future of Star Wars. 
And uh, yeah, we appreciate you. We'll be seeing you in the next podcast episode. And as always, may the force be with you.